Good morning. This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams, and with me again in the studio is Heim Goodman-Strauss. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Heim. He's a math professor at the University of Arkansas. You left us last week with some pirates and what I thought was kind of a um, complicated problem. Yeah, so the pirates uh, have to split up the loot, and the procedure is they'll get in a line Mm -hmm. and in some sort of order, and the first pirate will make a proposal, which will then be voted upon by all all of them. And if the proposal is accepted, then that's great. Otherwise, that pirate is out of the game. Not just out of the game. You said he was executed. executed. So the question is, what happens? What's the oh? And also, all the pirates are very, very logical. They can right. see through, you know, like pirates tend to be. Yes. And so, what we were left to think about for seven days was what was what was going to be the outcome? Yeah. Who? And I kind of you have some you know, ideas. Well, here's what I was thinking: that you wouldn't want to go first. Okay. If you're the first of the hundred pirates, because that? if if all these pirates are logical. Everyone, and they're greedy. You, right. you said they were greedy. They're going to figure out that there's no way the first guy should be— Because they want to vote him down right, because they get their chance. Right. The, but the they more, know that they have to avoid the guy after them right. voting him down. So, so, so they could be bought off knowing that—see, uh, for example, suppose the 50th pirate. He wants to be up next, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he wants his, his shot at getting mm-hmm. the gold. But on the other hand, he knows that all the pirates that come after him are thinking the same thing. Exactly. They're going to do the same thing to him. So he can be bought off for relatively little gold, maybe nothing, if mm-hmm. he's fearing execution. Well, I figure – and it's got to be a majority rule, as right. you said. So I figure you want to be like the next to last or next to the next to last pirate. Well, here's how it goes. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, the, what we do is we work backwards. So suppose you're the very last pirate. Mm-hmm. Then your strategy – if you you know if you got to be the only one left, then obviously you'd vote to give yourself the gold, and that'd be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Let's suppose just for a moment that ties uh, win. Right. right. It, yeah, it wasn't so, majority rule. It's just so, you had to have at least right. half. So now the second to last pirate, his strategy is okay. Well, if it gets all the way to me, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all the gold. That's my proposal. And right. then the, you know there's just two people voting, and so you get to win. Now, the next the, to last pirate is in the catbird seat. Well, if it gets that far. So now what should the third to last pirate do? If the third to the last pirate got a chance to make a proposal, mm-hmm. well, he only needs two votes. If the second to last pirate gets to make a proposal, the last pirate won't get anything. Right. Right. So, so the third to last pirate can get the last pirate's vote for a single gold piece. Because it's one versus nothing there right. at that point. That's yeah. exactly right. So then the fourth to last pirate, oh. so that's how the third to last pirate proposes. So as I get all the gold, except I'll give you the last pirate. But if I'm piece. the fourth to last. You know the second to last pirate doesn't expect to get anything if the third to last pirate goes. So the second to last pirate can be bought for a single gold piece. So the fourth to last pirate says, okay, third to last and last get nothing. Second to last gets one. Right. And so, so you on. just extend it all the way up. That's right. So the hundredth pirate gives a gold piece to the 98th, 96th, 94th, hmm. all the way down to the second to last. So you'd want to be the first pirate. Yeah, I would. Hmm. Yeah. I still wouldn't mind being the last one because I know at least that way I'm not getting executed. I may not get any money, <laughs> well, but I'm going to be able to walk several off Several people ship. wrote in about, you know, what difference does the execution make? And it only makes it in exactly one way. There, there's really no difference between execution and ejection for all but for one pirate. The one way it can work out is that if ties aren't enough to pass mm-hmm. the proposal, mm-hmm. then, then the second to last have pirate, to have majority. then the second to last pirate is not going to win no matter what. 
no matter what he proposes, the very last part will veto it mm-hmm. and get all the gold, right? Right. Well, so here's the difference. The third to the last pirate can get the second to the last pirate's vote, but does it cost one gold piece or no gold pieces? If the second to the last pirate's fearing execution, it costs no gold pieces. So that's why you put X. Ex- yeah. Right. But if the but if it's ejection, then it's one. So yeah, then it just it, kind of okay. factors out okay. differently. So it, so, uh, so anyway, you can kind of work out how that all works out. It works out a little bit differently depending on if ties count or, or not. And we'll put the details at mathfactor.uark.edu. And, and this is called? Oh, this is the principle of induction. Or maybe computer science people or um, programmers would maybe think of this as more as recursion. But the two are very closely related. So the way we know that this is the right answer is that we worked out what the answer was for one mm-hmm. pirate. And then we worked out what the answer was for two pirates and three, and so on. But we see a pattern. The The first pirate in line takes some money and then doles out gold, one gold piece to every other pirate. Well, knowing that that's what works for 50 pirates, that tells us exactly what works for 51 pirates and, and then for 52 pirates. Because that's the so, pattern. Right. So you could go up to a million pirates. And we'd still know exactly okay. what the answer is, presuming that there's enough gold. And presuming people are logical. and Yeah, well, pirates right. tend to be. Yeah. So... Uh, so induction, you can kind of think of it as like a line of dominoes, like logical dominoes. And the argument for an inductive proof just is real simple. You say the first domino fell. We know what happens when the first, what, for the, what the first pirate does. And then the second part of it is we know um, if a given domino falls, then it's going to topple the next one. So anyway, that's a very important tool. Can you use uh, – what? The principle induction is great for dominoes and logical pirates. Is it oh, any it's, other? It's used all okay. over mathematics, okay. all over mathematics. And uh, hey, did, did you know that all horses are the same color? I don't think that's true. You don't think it's true? <laughs> no. Well, just look around you, Kyle. All horses are the same color. <laughs> some are white, some are black, some are brown. There's no. one in The Wizard of Oz no. that changed no, color no, no. every few seconds. No, no, no. I'll prove it okay. by induction. Oh, now, okay. Actually, actually Our... of course uh, – Maybe you're right. Maybe horses aren't all the same color. I'll grant that there might be a problem with this proof. And okay. so this is an example of a of a proof that's gone by induction that's gone wrong. Okay. At least in your world. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's certainly true that all horses are the same color. So the first domino to fall is that if you have a a single horse, mm-hmm. it's the same color as itself, right? If I have a, you have a, a black horse. horse, it's black. Right. Okay. We can agree on that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now then... One domino toppling over the next is suppose you have a set – suppose you knew that, say, all groups of 50 horses were the same color. All, you know, If you have a group of 50 horses, you know that all the horses in that group are the same color. Okay. So we're okay. going to – okay. Assume that domino is falling. Okay. Then why does that knock over the next domino? Well, because if you had 51 horses, you take – you circle 50 of them and those are all the same color. And then you circle a different 50 of them and those are all the same color. So all 51 had to be the same color. So in other words, one domino, knowing that 50 horses are always going to be the same color, has to topple over the next one at 51. So this is just showing that it's not applicable to everything. Well, no, it is. Really? Really. There's a, whole, there's a problem. Not every domino knocks over the next one. The, re- the thing that went wrong is that, you know, every domino has to knock over the next domino. What mm-hmm. about the claim that any group of one horse is the same color as itself that, means that – 
every group of two horses is the same color. Well, obviously, that's not true, right? Right. It's not true that every pair of horses is the same right. color. Well, what I said before was, you know, you have 50, 51 horses, and you circle 50 of them, and they're all one color, mm-hmm. and you circle a different 50, and they're all the same color, that so the whole group had to be right. the same color. Well, if you have two horses, you circle one of them, it's a given color. Mm-hmm. You circle another one of them, and it's, a, well, obviously, that, that doesn't one, mean that, right. so that that's, they're the same. So right. that's a gap in the chain of dominoes. The that's first right. domino falls, but it doesn't actually hit the second domino. If the second domino did fall, then the whole thing would continue. Well, we have a puzzle. Okay. Now, um, I don't think we're going to answer this one on the radio because next week we have an interview, I hope, with mm-hmm. uh, John Horton Conway again. Okay. He's going to talk to us about the surreal numbers. The surreal numbers? Yeah. <laughs> you might have heard of the real numbers, I the have... imaginary numbers, but right. these are the surreal numbers. Surreal numbers, is it... Hunter S. Thompson involved with yeah, this well, in any way? Okay. They're pretty cool. Okay. They're things like, well, one no. over the square root of infinity. Okay, that is surreal. Like I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So in the short so in the meantime, okay. here's a uh, here's a puzzle that was sent to us by David Cohen. And it's a variation on the Pirates puzzle. And mm-hmm. it was really quite interesting, and I thought it we would just share it. Okay. So it is um, I'll just quote it. Suppose that the ordering of the pirates will be done randomly by cho- choosing a new name out of a hat after each unsuccessful vote. So oh, when we did it so before, you don't know where you're going to be in line. Uh-huh. I like this. I like this from David it's Cohen. Very, very different. Oh, that alters everything, it doesn't does, it? Yeah. So, so you want us to think about that? Uh, well, I want to say something a little bit oh, about okay. it. We had a little bit of an email exchange because I completely forgot that the pirates had to have a majority vote. Mm. So, of course, in this scheme, right, they have mm-hmm. to have a majority vote. He goes on and says that. Um, you know, every pirate can be bought for if you just are offered more than they can expect to get otherwise, right? right? And they're, they're certainly greedy enough. But what happens if you have to curry the favor of all the remaining pirates? I was still, sort of well, forgetting This is like getting elected parts. to public office. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I mean, well, now public you have office, pub- you only need 50%, right? Like 51. Right, but now, yeah. Well, this- kind of, so a variation that I sort of accidentally posed was, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to curry the favor of all the pirates... Mm-hmm. That remain um, really, you're kind of sunk. The whole game kind of falls apart pretty quickly. So we'll, I think I'll post some of our okay. exchange on the website website as well. Where David listens to us? Where do you know? I have no idea. Okay. He, I guess we could look up his IP address. Well, no, we don't. Hotmail. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> I don't know how. So. <laughs> okay. Well, right. thanks a lot, Kyle. Well, thanks for listening, David. And if anyone wants to email us, yes. without fear of us finding out <laughs> anything about your IP address, they can email us at? Mathfactor at uark.edu. And we have a website at? Mathfactor.uark.edu. Heim, thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Kyle.